We're back! It is season three of King Woe's Court, the Irish metal podcast for all of you and all of our fr- all of our bands in this country. And uh, welcome back. We are back a little bit earlier than I anticipated, but sure, look, hey, no time like the present. I hope you all are keeping safe and sound and uh, doing what you're meant to do to keep this COVID crap down to a minimum. Um, yeah, so hot off season two, which I really, really enjoyed. And thank you to every band or anyone who has listened to it or downloaded it. Or It was a really, really fun uh, season. But it, season three is about to get a bit better. A bit better? No, a good bit better. Let me tell you, we're going to have some awesome, awesome guests on season three. Um, we're just negotiating <laughs> with one or two other uh, guests and all going well it should be they should be really good ep- uh, episodes so um we're still focusing on Irish metal that's all really I've ever done because it's what I love and it's what I hope you the listener love as well and I hope we're bringing some bands that maybe you haven't heard before maybe you're in the states maybe you're in some part of Europe that you've never heard of Irish metal bands and you're interested to see what happens in our little island. So I'm hoping that my little nugget of information helps even one person. Because the wealth of talent in this country, as I've said many a time, is phenomenal. For such a small little country to have such a really, really top-notch amount of musicians and bands. And especially in our... Like, all of our Irish musicians are amazing. But especially in our metal our metal family they're fantastic now look here's the other thing you know we don't know if you know the live scene is coming back we don't know that so what I would implore anyone to do is if if there's a band you like or if there's a band you, you've heard of go check out their stuff on, on their uh, band camp or their Spotify get some merch if you can It does. it may not be an awful lot to you but it's an awful lot to them so keep it going and when we all get back and you know on, on the, the the gigging circuit it's gonna be brilliant because we we all need it we really do need it anyway today today we're going to be having a, a really interesting conversation with a band who are what i would class more of a collective but it's we'll get into that when we're talking to them um they had the coma released last week which was a fantastic single and now Lucidium is, is actually released today. So we'll have a chat with them about the EP. This is Restive Nation.
So that was Karma by uh, Rest of Nation. And I have three of the lads here with me today. I have Timmy, Chris and Tony. How are you doing, lads? Oh, good, man. Very good, Carl. Thank you. How are you all managing with this COVID stuff? Just a bit. Yeah, um, yeah just a bit mad. I, 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 the, the little sliver of extrovert is like I, I, I need my, I need my peeps. I need my mates. Like you know, yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm actually yeah. seeing one of my mates tonight from the Sacra Blues band. I haven't seen him in months. I can't wait. You know, he's he's actually giving me a bass lesson. I'm learning bass. <laughs> so. all COVID thing hit that we actually had all of these tracks on the EP completely finished uh, so it kind of allowed us to, to actually dedicate a bit, of, a bit of time to the to the promo you know yeah, but I, 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 yeah I think we're all though, really itching to get back into the rehearsal room you know it's been like 12 or 13 weeks since we've actually played together so uh, yeah. hopefully the next week or two we'll be, we'll be back in again you know yeah it seems to be coming back to normal kind of in, a, in the what's it the new normal as they're saying <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it's the, uh, what you call it, I saw that yeah. sorry no it just should be interesting because like we've been su- we've actually been super busy like really really, really busy wow. yeah. yeah we've just been so, like taking the time and actually to try to get the promo things right because you can't do anything else so that's brilliant that, that you can do it like you know it's and when you have that time that you can actually focus on one part and then move on to the next part that, that that's great like you know take it back a bit so who started Wrestling Nation and give us a little bit of a background on the history and who wants to take that one <laughs> Chris do you want to take this one yeah, yeah cool um, well we, we actually started this band back in like 2014 and uh, me and Timmy went to see Nine Inch Nails up in Belfast cool and we just had this crazy idea because I was doing a lot of electronic stuff at the time so we just figured we'd try to start this cool kind of electronic style uh, you know, kind of have a metal style uh, with just infused with the electronic stuff. So we started that going. But the problem was that start just couldn't, you know, we couldn't latch down any one singer. And we had people kind of taking interest on one track, mainly uh, uh, when their first collaborators were on having it. So we decided, ah, instead of just having one singer, we'd have, we'd start having loads of guest singers on it. And that turned into a totally different thing. But it was kind of cool because there was no one doing that. You know, there was no one yeah. doing that at the time, but um, as I said, like you know, that has its perks, but it has its flaws as well. But um, it's just been such a fun little journey on this this band because it's just been so different. Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like you can definitely, like uh, Nine Inch Nails was like definitely the big kind of catalyst that started the whole thing. Like me, me and Chris are absolute like Nine Inch Nails fanatics. You know, cool. uh, Trent Reznor is like. 
he's like God to us and to try and do something was, was great now I, we don't really actually sound anything like Nine Inch Nails no. <laughs> we could definitely hear, hear the influence <laughs> you know that was definitely the intention but then once we once we started writing music together like it just there was just so so many different factors that were involved and it was just that, that was just it was a great freedom kind of project for us wasn't it like, like we never kind of had to uh, define ourselves to like one genre like everything was very much in the hard rock and metal confines but like um it was many many different branches and just like a big melting pot of all sorts of uh of influences and then like working with the guest singers it just made everything even that that much more diverse and um yeah it was cool it's been a cool journey so far deadly and tony how did you come into the mix i went to college with chris for years but so I basically I met Chris about ten years ago, and we were in Valley Pharma College together, and we just kind of instantly clicked. Just got on similar sense of humor, similar style of music that, that we loved. And then I would have met Timmy about a year into college when a lot of us started using Muzzle on himself, and Neil were were running that at the time, and that's kind of how we were always in one another's lives I'd say since then you know in, in one way or another either collaborating or just gigs or you know rehearsing in the studio and that and yeah yeah it was mad like it's it's been it's been um, a long time in, in the making you know because like, we've kind of been working together for so long yeah and then now being in the band it's just kind of mad you know it's, it just makes sense now so are you an official member now Tony or is it still going yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, to Myself, Neil, and um, John Abnehead was recently joined, so I was full time member. It's about a month ago, so. Well done, Thanks. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, lads, you're getting a very good uh, acquisition there with Mr. Carberry, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Actually, um, Tony, Tony, just something popped into my head there, and I hope you don't mind me telling the story, but it was, um, I think it was one of the first times that I kind of noticed who you were when you were going yeah. down to Muzzle, uh, the studio that I had. It was a very, very wet, rain, oh, rain day. Okay. And uh, Tony came in. And he was absolutely. <laughs> is this okay, Tony? Yeah. He, he was absolutely <laughs> soaked to the bone, right? And, yeah. um And I think he asked for mics at reception, and he went on down to the room. And then I went in, and I just opened the door, and there's Tony just standing there in his boxer shorts, <laughs> like all of his like all of his t-shirt and his like jeans and shoes all over the right area. He's like, "Oh, are you so mad? Thanks very much." <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> I always maintain, and I think I've said this to you before, Tony, you're like the chameleon of the Irish music scene, I feel, because you've got so many different, and I mean that in a, in, a, in, a, in a complimentary way, you know, you have so many layers to you and so many diverse styles that are at your disposal, I think it's fantastic. As I, as I said, I think at some point we're going to have to collaborate, me and you, at some point. I don't, I don't know how, <laughs> but we will. All right. Fuck it, why not like? <laughs> so come here, what's the what's the meaning behind the name? Rest of Nation. Doesn't sound very heavy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was uh now not to 
not to get all kind of political and stuff like that, but it actually does have a kind of a political background. Like we, we now's the time. Name. It was after it was after the last um, election, which would have been maybe twenty fifteen. Chris could have been. Yeah, it was about that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Or 2015, 2016, and it was just that there was a big, like, everybody was going mad on social media, oh, we need a new government, blah, 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 you know, and uh, and then the election happened, and of course the same thing happened, and there's no, you know, there, there was no change mm-hmm. that everybody was hoping for, everybody just voted the exact same way, and then we kind of, I think it was the very day after the, the results were announced, or the day that we were kind of texting in, trying to come up with some kind of name, you know, we're like, oh, there's probably a name there, and um, I think we're kicking around with a few, like, stubborn nation all of this type of stuff and then it was actually kev our original drummer he has a great way with word, great way with words great vocabulary and uh, he kind of came up with the whole rest of nation thing and i think we were trying to figure out if the word was actually a real word rest of it definitely is a real word yeah it is now yeah, so that was it. Now, we don't kind of involve ourselves in politics at all, but that's kind of where the, where cool. the, the name stems from. Because it sounds to me like a collective. It gives the, the yeah. impression of a collective, you know, which I, I think is... When you listen to the stuff, yeah, it's actually it's quite apt-like, you know? Yeah, yeah it's like, like, like when, when, when we named it, that wasn't the intention, but that's just kind of what the whole thing has become now, unintentionally. So it's kind of maybe some kind of weird synchronicity going on there. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of the perfect name for, for the overall collective. I'm just talking about uh, making your own words up. If Slayer can feckin' make Repentless Award, you can make Rest of Award if it's not yeah. one already. <laughs> there you go. See, that's the before, So you're already in my book. <laughs> so... Um, so you got together and you start recording. How did that? Like, what was the? Did you did uh, Tim? Did you do the recording? Did you start the first recording? No. So so the the way it goes, like Chris is the uh, is the recording whiz. Ah, and, sorry, like, Chris. I, when, when when we first uh, when we first got together, Chris wasn't actually the guitarist of the band. We had another guitarist, and Chris's job was to do all the kind of production and sound design, all the synth elements used cool. in Ableton. Um, so basically, if I had an idea or if Chris had an idea, it was it was mainly me and Chris getting together uh, in a room or in his little kind of home studio out in Selbridge, and like we we record a demo of a tune. And and I think uh, Chris mentioned Siobhan earlier on. I think Siobhan uh, was knocking about Muzzle that that studio at the time, and she heard us working on a song called I think we're calling it Epic or Eastern Epic, and she was like, "Oh, can I can I do a vocal on that?" And we're like, "Oh, like yeah, go for it." And then she did it, and then she kind of gave us the idea. She was like, look, all your tunes sound completely different. Why don't you just collaborate with loads of people on the scene and uh, just have a different singer uh, on, on each song? And, we're mm. like, and that's kind of always been the way that me and Chris did it. Like, we'd have an idea, we'd hash out the song, usually usually kind of in an afternoon, Chris, or, or like in a couple of hours, we'd have a complete song, and then we'd say, ooh, uh, you know, um, Dave Lee from Round Kingdom would sound amazing on this. Let's send it to him and see if he'll be interested. So that's what happens. They'd come back to us. We'd record a demo vocal. And then if everything was sounding good, if everyone was happy, we'd go into track mix, record the studio uh, with uh, Michael Richards. He's yeah. just this amazing uh, the main uh, producer. Man. Go in and track it properly with him. So that's that's the way it, that's the way it goes. That's why it's always been. And I'd say that will be the way it will continue to be we just love our, our little demos Chris don't we for break yeah it's just great yeah it's just great to hear the song like even going back and listening to them now and listening to the early demos and then taking it to Mick and you're like oh god 
you know, it, it can't get any better than that then because yeah. like just there's something um, there's something there's something magic about Mick. Um, and now at this stage he really gets the fans and uh, it's just magic Mick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, magic yeah. Mick. Magic Mick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like every time we go in, like we've been working with him for like this is like four or five years and I, I had recorded an album uh, previous to this band as well back in the day and like like every time we go in it just just the relationship just becomes more and more cohesive, you know, and, and yeah. we, it's much more of a collaborative thing. And again, it kind of comes back to the whole idea of rest of nation as a collabor as a collaborative, as a collective, make, we kind of, you know, make us just, he, he's not just there, this separate entity. Like we, we really feel like he's very much involved in it. Like, yeah, he's very invested just, in the band. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. And we, we just trust him, you know, like he, he'll have an idea like, and he'll say, Oh, can I try, can I try this out? We're like, yes, please. Yeah. You know, and, um, and it's really cool. So we, he kind of gets to be creative as well. He's not just there. You know, doing a mix, he's actually kind of contributing ideas into. into how yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely got his producers cap on for rest of the nation. Anytime we've been there, you know, he's not just a guy there punching keys and mm. and recording the band. Like he'll, he is no fear, and because the relationship as well with him there from recording so much, he's he's confident and be able to pitch an idea to us. You know, and we'll we'll try it out. So yeah, that's definitely helped us out a lot as well. You know, ah, he's 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 yeah. he's one of the best. All right, I mean. I mean, so I mean, I as I, said, I released the uh, the old track there a few weeks ago from two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so and it sounds as good as it did back then, and so like he he just got, he he's just got better with with time and better and better. And I mean, I should I should actually he should. Be, <laughs> I was just gonna say he should be paying me money for this show because everyone that's on it is one of his fucking clients. <laughs> another thing that's amazing like he really keeps up to date with the times and with the recording techniques you know? like he's so involved in the whole scene and what's going on like and he's he's kind of like he just he just takes it all on board and he's just constantly improving like he's an evolving kind of mix and engineer and yeah. producer and that's just that's exactly what you want he's got his finger on the pulse for sure and and I I think if you if you if you if you click with a producer we we change it keep going to that person unless of course you want a totally different vibe but if he gets what you're doing absolutely go with him like all the time like that's that's what I would do anyway you yeah. know exactly so uh, the yeah, the first the first EP was what was it we we atrophy was that it yeah yeah so we atrophy yeah. atrophy yeah. sorry yeah as a What's the crack behind that? Is there, was there a particular team Martin, behind that, or? Um, yeah, I, I think I think the, the team kind of came after uh, we <laughs> recorded all the tracks. You know, we yeah. just like um, we had the songs and we put them in that order, and we we're like, Jesus, there, there's there's actually kind of a, a story that's going on here, and um, like like the kind of artwork. It's very obvious what what it's about. Like, so I don't want to go into too much detail yeah. about it. But like, you can um, just the whole atrophy again. It's one of these fancy words that uh that that we have used, and it basically means uh, so, something that uh that atrophies. It basically means decay of like kind of tissue or decay of like a, a kind of a living organism. So like we're kind of looking at humans as the the organism on on the earth that's decaying kind of a thing and the, yeah. the kind of the narrative is there like we have a music video the future it really ties into the whole team and um that's kind of yeah it was, it was just that again it was just something that came after that we realized yeah. there was actually a narrative running through it after we had recorded it 
I think that's cool when that happens when something when you when you, you f- figure out something after the fact. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's, like, it's like we meant it. We subconsciously meant it all along, but then we yeah. had to like listen back to actually hear it, kind of a thing. You know, a lot of my recent uh, lyrics have been written subconsciously, and when I read them back, I'm like, holy shit, that that's actually very, very valid to me. You know, Definitely. it's most of my most of my important most most important lyrics to me have been written subconsciously. I th- I think I said that to you before, Tony. Like you know, yeah. my important ones that are very close to me were written obviously up here but with like yeah. it just depends start writing you know and it's like it does yeah. itself like you know <laughs> I often have this worry that you know I'm going to lose like my notebook or something like that in town and somebody's going to find it so what the fuck is wrong with this fella yeah. <laughs> whoever it is this person is has a fucking problem <laughs> there'll be a lot of different types of fucking uh, stories in that I'd say <laughs> so um the main is so we, we were saying that um I hear a lot of a lot of different styles in the music, which is great. It's, it is it's it is very like no other no other band around. I think at the or collective really, which is a is a great thing. Like you know, who uh, you said Nine Inch Nails. Who else kind of influences your stylings or your writings or is it is it mainly like you were? I think I'm, I'm probably retreading here about you were saying about the, the you have vocalists in mind and then you, do you write around the vocalists or. Is it just you come up with a riff or a, a, a piece on a keyboard or whatever? What way does that work? Yeah, well, like, uh, for us, at the start, that's sometimes we'd have a vocalist in mind, but then sometimes it'd be a case of the song would write itself in, with a, in a short space of time, and you have to figure out, okay, what, what are we going to do with this? And sometimes they kind of sit dormant. And then we had one track that actually was perfect uh, on the last one, uh, and we actually was called Wisdom Tea, and that just remained a really cool dark instrumental track you know? um but in, in this yeah. ep there's like loads of different influences so like you know to be like the likes of tool and uh for me as well the likes of uh the project would be a big one for me because i'm mad into electronic music cool yeah so like there's a few, a few kind of little kind of stabs and little kind of things in like little kind of musical stints in there that kind of little nods to so like even like david bowie and stuff like that you know there's a lot of like, yeah. really cool stuff happening yeah, exactly, and and it's kind of it's it's kind of cool if you look to like we're 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 fond of doing covers, and we we have like a couple of covers that are on regular rotation. Yeah. And now now that I think about it, it's like the covers, the them bands we cover are basically like the influences, you know. So we have covered who we covered, so we've covered them, uh, Perfect Circle, uh, Deftones, yeah, Passenger, uh, Deftones. We've covered David Bowie. We've covered actually David Bowie and Trent Reznor. I'm afraid of Americans. They're a little kind of collaboration. So right. you have the Nine Inch Nails coming through. Um, Gary Newman, we've covered as well, and we've covered the Prodigy uh, Omen um, with Tony actually on vocals. That was one of our right. one of our live favorites as well. Just, just full on energy. So all of them kind of kind of smashed in together. Is I think it's kind of what you hear on on the new on on new them. Yeah, for sure. Because you you can you have some subtle influences and you have some not so subtle stuff. You know, like a lot of people keep throwing back to me about Cornwall being a very, you know, naughty's new metal. And it is. Mm, it is, yeah. It's catchy like that, but it is. And it'd be totally ignorant of us to, to just kind of wipe that away. You know, some people think like, oh, new metal is really uncool or anything like that. Why oh, arse, man? Like, if you go into some club right and that you hear some naughty's new metal, you're hopping around with your yeah. spilling pint. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it's there. It's a, it's a part of growing up. Right? Exactly. For me as well as, yeah. as your traditional, you know, metal and that as well. Like. There's nothing wrong with the 90s and there's nothing wrong with new metal. Not all of it's great, but right. the stuff that's good is fantastic. <laughs> Embrace it all. It's there in your subconscious somewhere, you know. It's our generation. You can't just, you can't just shun it. But where it is, somebody yeah. says it's not cool now or something, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. I love, I mean, one of my favourite bands is Typo Negative and, like, you wouldn't think it really, oh, yeah. you know, like, and as well as that, I love, um, what's the, what's the double album that Nine Inch Nails brought out, the, oh, fuck me, fuck me, I, I got that, I, a funny story about that, well, it's, I don't know if I should say it here, but I will anyway, it's my show, <laughs> I, uh, I, I walked in a, I walked in a, I walked, oh, this is so funny, I walked in a, a venue we'll say as a head of security years ago and i used to get some f- comps for people who i knew so i got this security guard who'll rename, remain nameless uh some tickets for a gig for him and his mother that he really wanted to go to right and he's like oh that's great carl thanks come around to me now in the shop now and just pick out what you want so he worked in another in a, in a music store that's not around anymore we'll say and he goes Go on in there and just pick out something you want. So I says, I'll get the Fragile and I'll get, um, what was the first album again? Um, the first Nine Inch Nails album. Uh, that's the one. So I said, all right. I says, I'm thinking I'm going to be paying like a tenner or something or whatever. He goes, right, wait outside, right? He comes out to me with the fucking two of them, takes the wrappings off them and says, here, put them in your bag. Like, in front of the cameras, like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? So, the fragile always. I always remember that I got it for free, but like. Not to say that business went under. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I helped. Yeah. That's nice that you say that, Kyle, because like I remember when when I bought the fragile like back in the day on CD that double album. I'm pretty sure I paid forty or forty five quid for yeah. the double CD. Yeah. You know, so. I remember it being expensive. There, <laughs> I got. I made out like a fucking bandit there, you know. I'm literally. <laughs> um. What a, but that album really got me really you know invested in Nine Inch Nails and I kind of went like then down to the door downward spiral and that kind of stuff and I'm not just focusing on Nine Inch Nails here it's just that you mentioned them and I don't speak enough about them when I'm talking about them about music like so you know it's always I think um, a cool thing that the lads have mentioned to me and again like I've obviously been collaborating with guys now for three years but um, now that I'm fully in the fold and how we've been kind of working hard to promote uh, Lucidum and that as well. It's, it, it, you mentioned Chris and I think, um, to me, you mentioned before, was that like, with we atrophy, it starts with ascent and then Lucidum ends with descent. Wasn't it something around yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It's treated almost like one piece of work, but it's like a double kind of EP, A and B, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's like one is a continuation of the other, you know, the two EPs together is it's kind of like an album and it is perfect for like for whenever we get around to doing a to doing some vinyl, like they are just the two EPs are perfect length to have one on each side on each side. So it's a it's an A side, B side kind Excellent. of thing and like each of the tracks they they all kind of um the tracks on both EPs they all kind of link up. So each one starts off with a very short, uh, kind of two minute, two and a half minute intro and then the track two is like the, the the lead single. So on Lucidum it's Coma, and then on uh, We Atrophy it was the Future, and then track three is very kind of moody, broody, kind of uh, tense, kind of 
um, atmosphere, and then track four is just like full on in your face, like yeah. And then track five, they're both they're both done by Chris there, like he he takes the vocal, and they're both they both kind of have a similar kind of a tone to each other. So so the two EPs very much mirror each other. It's like a, a full cohesive piece, you know. That sounds cool. It's a, it's a it's like you can say a continuum project, but like yeah. in a, in a good in a good way, you know, and. Uh, do you have plans to continue that with a third EP or an album or what's the story? Um, we haven't really spoken about that, but like I, I think for me personally, I would maybe look at doing an album next year because like with, with all the with the three lads in the band now, we actually have a lot of tunes with them. They each have vocals on that we we haven't recorded yet, and I'd love to just put them all together just to mark that kind of special special era of the band. Yeah. But, uh, who knows like. Who knows how things are going to go? Like you know, people's kind of listening habits and stuff like that. That's the reason why we did EPs in the first place. Mm-hmm. Short attention span on people, you know. And so, so true. I guess we'll, we'll have to see. And um, if and when we all do get back gigging, I mean, are you gonna have a, the the three lads on stage? Is that way the way it works? Yeah, so at the moment it's just a bit of a revolving door on stage, like and um, like we we get great feedback from our gigs because like people who don't know us they're sitting there watching us, and then like maybe we'll start off with something instrumental, and then from the crowd, <laughs> some fellow will jump up on stage and start singing a track, and then he'll get off, and then somebody else will jump up on stage. So that's kind of the way it is, and it's like it's very kind of diverse, and it, it holds people as people's attention because I think they want to know, they want to see what's coming next. Well, now that now now that the three lads are more permanent members, I think starting to collaborate on the same tracks and like experimenting with harmonies and stuff like that, mm. I think that could be like a really really cool way forward. Absolutely. I was thinking that Tony, how would you feel about that? Do more of a spinal tap thing where we're in the chrysalis on the back of a when it opens. That's what I'm going to start working on the stage design now. And, <laughs> and, um, a two-inch on Stonehenge. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, but that's that's why I think like the, the live shows have been just so because we've got so many elements. Yeah. Like, uh, we've got the Ableton running. Like everything we do, Carl, is to a click live, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, like live as well, we just got Ben. We got this new synth player who's kind of taken a bit of a a big role in the band. It's kind of taken a. A lot off me, which is great. I can focus yeah. on, you know, talking a bit more, and, uh, singing and playing guitar. But uh, it's great because in between the tracks, Ben will just be creating this deadly soundscape, and he'll always connect the two tunes. And it's just, it's great because we can all get ready, and then someone like Tony can hop off, and then yeah. someone can hop on. Yeah. You know, but like, it's just, it's just the live shows are only gonna get dead, more deadly, and like, yeah. we're gonna start using visuals and stuff like that. Now that that'll be a big thing. So. And be making more of a show than just going to see a band really that's the main thing with, with this whole kind of project yeah exactly like we, we very much wanted to be more of a spectacle do you know like where there's like visuals going on and maybe there's a story running through the whole thing and it's just it's starting to like more elements are starting to come into it now and just kind of make that more of a of a reality you know yeah. and um, as chris was saying about ben like it's just absolutely amazing like ben just came into the band this year and um he just he just brings so much and he kind of brings this enthusiasm and it's all like analog synth you know it's all off yeah. the cuff and so like we, we were just like we were just getting all that to sit so well and sounded amazing and then bam pandemic pandemic can't see each other anymore we're like oh my god 
so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. that's definitely a live show like and, and especially as well getting out of getting out of ireland maybe trying to go over play around the, the uk you know like we, we think we could have some have some good opportunities i think you could sure, yeah you know? I, I like what i like about what i've heard from you is, uh, is i think a lot you, you know you can uh, relate to a lot of people a lot of different people can listen to you that's what i think anyway yeah, it's very accessible. Um, yeah, 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 that's what I was going for. I'm only up from nights, so I'm. I do think Tony, you should be my co-host here. I don't know, fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got them in your corner, hey, <laughs> Yeah. So it's very accessible. I feel, you know. So. Uh, you have unlimited minutes here, I know. I saw that. Um. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh take a little break. And we'll come back in two minutes. How does that sound? Because yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the toilet. Okay. <laughs> so we'll be back in. We'll be back in a minute. We'll be back in a minute. Hold on. So yeah. So uh, Timmy, we could hear you in the fucking toilet when you went up there. We all stayed here. And we talked about you. And we were wondering how how far away from the pot the pot you were pissing. You know. <laughs> a fucking ball, a sack, a sack, a fucking sack. That's what I have. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for uh, again. Thanks for coming on to this to, to the show. It, it, it's no, it's great. I was a little bit because I was knackered. I was like, oh, how am I gonna do? It? But the light just came on. I really am, and uh, I really appreciate having you on. Yeah, thanks so much. You know, Thanks, so and, we, really and awesome. I really, really, as I say, like this, the new EP is. I had to listen to it. It's fucking fantastic, and um, everybody, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure it's going to do really well for you. Like you know, yeah. Like this morning, I'm just looking at the streams there because it's handy to have the, the Spotify artist account oh. and see how many people are listening and and that. And um, yeah, fucking have like the streams are going right up. We got a really good response with Coma when we dropped that single, and that was the first track in like two years. Well, um, that we had released, so that was really good. And then yeah. in turn, now we're getting a lot of kind of flow into the older material, and obviously now with uh, Lucian being there as well, where we're hoping just across the board now it just gets, you know, gets the streams up there, gets some of the old material listened to as well. And, and yeah, yeah, like hopefully. Like what Timmy had mentioned there, people listen to the first EP and hopefully they flow into the, the second one or vice versa. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And uh, ju- just on that as well, like when Coma came out this day two weeks ago, and we, we've just had an amazing response from the, the UK in particular, you know, yeah. um, we, we've had wow. so many kind of. Uh, uh, radio plays a lot of airplay and kind of reviews and stuff like that. And it's just, um, it's just, it's a bit of a kind of a. Uh, a sigh of relief, you know, after kind yeah. of sitting on EP for so long and then finally getting it out there and people are, are responding positively to it. Yeah, it's just been, yeah, it's just been amazing so far. So um, hopefully it continues. <laughs> Fantastic. I really hope that um this whole situation with bands not being able to play and not whatever else. I I could be pissing up against the wall here, I don't know, but I'd like to think that it'll bring us all closer when we eventually yeah. do get to yeah. all meet up again and I th- I think we need it. It doesn't matter what style of music we're playing. If we're if we're all playing and we're su- we should support each other. I've, I've always been saying I'm like a broken record at this stage. I really am. Yeah. You know. So what if there's a bit of keyboard in there or synth or whatever? 
it's fucking as good as anything else. For example, yeah. uh, it's you know we you know and we all know each other in one way or, or one shape or form. So we should all I I think we should all try and support each other even more now. You know. So many gigs in that running before. I know everybody was after the same pizza the higher end of that. But you know, we were spoiled for choice with gigs before and people would like ditch one gig for another, right? And yeah. that, I think you're gonna be a lot more appreciative of, of live music and, and that element too, you know. Um hopefully when everything comes back to normal. I know some venues like the Wild Duck there I've seen uh, guys have posted up some photos about it, they're they're improving that venue to yeah, pump a bit more money into it and that, you know. And it's, I think for a lot of businesses there, they've been um, kind of doing stuff behind the scenes, trying mm. to do those necessary upgrades that they've been looking to do for a while, you know. Um, obviously, as well, money is a big element too, you know. If you're a yeah. pub and you're depending on punters to come in, you can't be pumping those into it. But yeah, just um, I think it definitely people will be a lot more appreciative of live music and going to a lot more gigs now, I hope. They need to, to really help these venues get back on their feet again, you know. Yeah. Um there's just nobody going in there. That could be could be like what happened during the recession before we lost a lot of venues, you know. That's so That's what what that's what I'm worried about is losing the venues and losing the ability yeah. to play in maybe the uh, pubs that are suited for live shows or whatever, like yeah. you know, it's yeah, yeah. Or maybe they'll price local bands out of it when they're trying to recoup their money. That's the problem. even the touch base and that you remember with uh sweeney's years ago it used to be fucking huge yeah you know, it's, it's some other name now but um jesus like you could go into the basement on a saturday night and there'd be like ska and reggae and everything there you in the middle floor there it could be some kind of acoustic thing you know, the top end it could be metal band it could be punk band it could be indie band anything mm. like that I remember that used to be great, you know. Yeah. You, you, the people that might be into something, the sky like downstairs or come upstairs and listen to some of the punk stuff or whatever it would be, and that was deadly. And when that venue kind of went down, it was just like, ash, like, you know, there's another bubble gone. Like, yeah. It's always sad to see it happening, like. Yeah. You know. So, um, what are y'all listening to in lockdown at the minute? Uh, Chris, what are you listening to? Lots of the t- new Tool album. Um, just been listening to that loads. Um, just I've been. It's been weird. I've just been going back over like really old stuff because I'm getting so nostalgic. You know. Yeah. Funny if we're talking about new metal. I just got back into skateboarding there, so that's like. Yeah. And listening to loads of Slipknot again, and it's just yeah. I've just been so nostalgic actually, just because I'm just sitting at home, just making music and just teaching guitar. So I've nothing else to do except listen to tunes all day as well. So <laughs> just a lot. Yeah, a lot of old stuff, like, especially like. Been, just been a lot of electronic stuff, obviously, but uh, in more of the metal side, um, yeah, animals as leaders because I got a new seven string guitar, so I'm not into that stuff Definitely. at the moment, and a bit of a sugar, but mostly just going back over the new metal stuff is kind of funny. Uh, Tony, um, listen to a lot of post rock again, like instrumental stuff, because I'm working at home, so I'm trying not to get too distracted, and it's need something to just zone out. So, yeah, God is an astronaut, is a big one there for me, I've always loved that band. And I could just throw them on at any point and just zone out, you know? Yeah. And just be very uh, creative then, or just be very productive. Um, but yeah, that's mainly just instrumental post rock is what I've been listening to a lot now lately. Lovely. And Timmy? Uh, yeah, I 
I'm a little bit like Chris. I've been like absolutely raiding my uh, CD and record collection, like listening to stuff that I, I haven't listened to in years. But th- this past week in particular, I've been reading that uh, Mark Lanigan, uh, Mark Lanigan, um, his biography that he brought out is just absolutely mental. I can imagine. insane stories in it. So it's like put me on this massive Mark Lanigan buzz. Like I'm listening to like all of his like really old kind of... Uh, early solo stuff from the 90s or like all of the kind of trip hop collaborations he did soul savers and uncle oh, just big massive mark lanigan buzz right now <laughs> was he did he do a track with uncle did he yeah uh yeah he did um he did one on the i think it was the latest uncle album that right. came out two years ago and he just has this amazing amazing i can't remember what the track was i'll, called, I'll have to find that yeah because i like i like yeah, the first should... uncle album i had it so yeah, and he's got like Mark Lanigan. He's just so cool. Like he's just such a productive dude. Like you know, he releases a ridiculous amount of music. Like he had an album out there in, in December, and then he released another album there just like a month ago. That kind of goes Jeez. along with the book, and um, yeah, kind of an inspiration. You know that he just yeah. kind of keeps on going like that. He's throwing qu- his hand to anything, man. Yeah, he's very under the radar. So very under the radar in in terms of the bigger picture, but it does an awful lot. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he'd be your man that would show up on some album or, or in there, like you'd be reading the credits and it's like, oh, he wrote that song. Yeah. Some, somebody or whatever would be, you know? Yeah. Just in the background. Yeah. Um, just before. Maybe one day we'll get him on a track, you never know. <laughs> Anything's possible That's in this day and age. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's live music for you. And our live, live broadcasting. <laughs> Um, before we wrap up, um, what and I always say this on my shows, but like, what what Irish bands would you give a shout out to, if you can? Yeah, we go again, uh, Chris, go for it. Yeah, well, uh, all, like stuff we like we play with like loads of great lads like uh, Legosi, um, we love Legosi, those lads. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love lads, and I love gigging with them because it's just always mega crack, um, especially from down there, you know, um. We're doing the metal for the masters. You just met so many lovely bands, like yeah. you know, Great Stag. I'm mad into them at the moment. They're lovely yeah. lads as well. Killer merch, you know, stuff like that. They're just a yeah. great band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Brain Donation as well. Kind of, we've played gigs with them in the past, like kind of a Queens of the Stone Age kind of dirty kind of Queens of the Stone Age swagger to them. Like they, they've, they've, they're really cool. Oh, they're a brilliant band. Um, I'd nearly give a uh, shout out to there because I knew enough band to play with us in the Metal of the Masters with Neon Empire. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah depends what you're into. Very different to us there, but you know, infusing that metalcore and um, EDM kind of element there, electronic element. Yeah. They have a new EP as well out there, I think. So, you know, it would be good for people to check them out too. Neon, Neon Empire. Yeah, I know the name, all right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so hopefully. This next, well, we'll we'll write off twenty twenty anyway for everyone, more or less. Yeah, let's hope twenty twenty one, we see more gigs with everybody playing and together. Even like, who cares at this stage? That's all. Let's match it up. Let's give people an eclectic choice for gigs. That's what I say. You know. Yeah, sure. Love that. Like I was always, I was always willing to play gigs with any band, on 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 a bill. You know so. That maybe that could be a a, a way forward. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, 
think so, man. Yeah, like, like a throwback to you know, when I first met you. Like we were playing all crossover nights between punk and metal. Yeah. The first band on could be punk or something like that. Second band would be metal. You never knew what was going on in the point. Yeah, that's Mighty right. Fox, first oh yeah. That wasn't a bad old little venue, sure it wasn't. It was good, man, yeah. I used to love when you'd say to somebody, I'm playing at the point at the top of the point. The there. point there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was always like, it's not it's, the, it's not the point, it's the pint, you know. <laughs> right, lads, listen, um, we'll wrap it up for now, but will you, will you come back on again? This is great. Cool, because I'd like, as I said to you off, well, well I, I, you can tell it to me later, but one time he was up having a whiz, I was telling the lads the <laughs> format for the new series, this new season, and I think I'd love to have his back on, and if he's will come on, it'll be great. You can come Absolutely. into the, the Kingwell's Court and have a cup of tea and, you know, mingle with the family and all that kind of shit. All right. Listen, thanks. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you, and, and but, by the way, before you before we go, tell everybody where we can get your stuff, more importantly. Uh, okay, yeah, so look, <laughs> everything is uh, is across all digital uh, platforms, like everything, Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tidal, uh, YouTube, and actually I should mention as well that we're, we've put in a t-shirt order today, a very kind of limited edition t-shirts uh, that we should have on sale in the next week or two there's only 50 we won't be getting any more in once they're gone they're gone okay um, so that, that'll be the next thing hopefully you'll see that on our social media bank camp in the next week or two excellent yeah. excellent lads it's been it's been great crack you know Thanks, Carl. Carl. thank you so much man thank you very much i'm gonna sign off here and uh see you later bye So that was the rest of Nation. Uh, thanks again to the lads for hopping onto Zoom there with me for a, a good, cool little chat, I must say. Uh, Timmy, Chris and uh, Tony. Don't forget, check out their new EP, uh, which is out uh, today, actually. And it's available on all streaming sites, and I think you can buy it as well. So, um, fantastic stuff. What a way to come back to King Woe's Court. Just when I thought it was out, they pulled me right back in. And um, it's going to be a, a fun season, as I said. We've lots in store. Some diff- it's something different. Maybe not too different to what you would expect, but look, it'll be fun. And Rest of Nation will, will definitely be coming back in before this season is over. And again, I don't know how long my seasons will go for. There really is no rhyme or reason to this podcast. I just do it because I love it. I've always loved doing it. And um, it's not a weekly thing. It may not even be a fortnightly thing. It's whenever I can type of thing. And I'm always very appreciative to the bands who come in and talk to me. And, you know, they give up their time. They give up their free time. Or they could be giving up time from their families. So I appreciate every minute, every second of a podcast I've ever done with any of you. Always remember that. I love talking to you. I love getting your stories out there. I love being able to interact with you with my stories. And I hope 
uh, you you know I hope everyone who who has stuck with King Rose Court enjoys what we do, and I I thank you for that. And you know, in the in this current climate, the way things are, and I I you know I keep going on about it, but it really is important that we all keep that connection together. Now more so than ever. If that's true, listen to my podcast or the Metal Cell podcast or whatever the case may be. Um, keep the connection there. You know, we're a small community of metal family. Keep it there. You know, when we, when we, when we get through the other side of this, let's go to each other's gigs that we can. Let's throw a couple of euros here and there to a band. You know... Let's, we you know we should be proud of our scene, our metal scene. I'm sure we, I'm sure we are. I am damn proud of all the bands who, um, are out there. And don't forget, you've other, you've other, uh, Cranium Titanium, Trev does a great job for all the bands. And thanks for the awesome Cranium Titanium T-shirt, by the way, Trev, which is available online, I believe. Um, you've bleeding eardrums, lads are great. Fantastic. There's so many good metal related shows and podcasts. Just listen to everybody. Embrace it all. Um, We've other people trying to do stuff. Don't forget H is doing Dublin Metal Events. He's doing his best to try and get gigs back on this island. Um, When they're back. If you can go, go. If you like the bands he's bringing over, go. Now more so than ever. These people are going to need our support. Our local bands are going to need our support. Uh, anyone who's trying to do something, produ- you know, productive, don't don't diss them. Give them the chance. Give them the opportunity to succeed. And if they don't succeed and they fail miserably or they do it, you know, congratulate them if they do it, and say hard luck if they don't. You know, fill with the Iron Mountain Festival. Give the man the support that he needs. And if he if he succeeds, he succeeds. If he doesn't, he tried. He's trying. Uh, Clang. Yes, I know I have an affiliation to that, but give them a chance. If it succeeds, it succeeds. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not gonna. It's it's not gonna impact your life. It'll impact the bands who are playing it if it doesn't work out. But they're willing. Like everyone is willing to try. The overdrive. You know, hit R and up if you want some um, design done or. PR, whatever. All these people are all part of a bigger community, a metal community, and we all need to look out for each other. Steve Dempsey, the best that there is at what he does when it comes to photography. You want a, a, a band photograph or a, you know, a setup? Give him a show. He's the best. He'll, he'll sort you out. Mick Richards, over in Track Mix, the main man. Give him a give him a tinkle. He'll he'll do your stuff for you. There's so many out there. If I forgot anybody, I apologize, but it's not meant in that way. It's just the people that are coming into my head. As I said, I'm just I'm not long off a night shift, so uh, <laughs> maybe I should have written all this down. But that's how I roll. And um, so look, it is what it is for now. This has been uh, episode one of season three in the books. And I know I rambled on a little bit. But I just wanted to welcome you all back into the King Rose Court properly. So next episode should be up in the next couple of weeks. 
and it'll probably be another zoom episode but sure we'll see what happens i'll keep you all informed anyway anyway stay safe you know stay calm look after each other and i'll see you soon